Welcome to the 368th episode of The Brian Oak Show here in the Smart Start MN Studios in gorgeous and scenic, if somewhat wintry, South Minneapolis on Chicago Avenue. We like it here. The Smart Start MN Studios are a very comfortable home for what Sean and I do. Well, there he is right there. Hi, Sean. Oh, go ahead and rock. You can crank this if you want. Oh, again... This might be the only in our many, many, many episode history, the fifth or sixth time I've ever played Queens of the Stone Age. I can't believe you haven't played them more often. That, they it's be your show, so I don't have to episode. give you permission to do anything. Right. But feel free, my, to, feel free to play more Queens of the Stone they're Age. Fun, they're my favorite band, man. But, you know, just I, I also don't want to abuse the kindness and the beneficence of the gentle listeners of the Brian Oak Show podcast. Give them a little taste, and if they want to go discover more, they absolutely can. But, I mean, just week after week after week, the show would finally fucking rock is what would happen right there. I'm ready. <laughs> How are you, Sean? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm good, man. Good. I, it's been a really trying week, but for whatever reason, I woke up in one of those good moods where I wanted to hear a rock song by Queens of the Stone Age, and I'm looking forward to a podcast and getting on with my weekend, and I don't know, man, for a late January, is it late January? Are we still in mid-January? Yeah, whatever. Um, the yeah, Mid-ish January. I feel pretty good, man. Things are all right. I do, too. Spring starts next week, so that'll be what pretty What are you cool. talking about? It's supposed to be close to 40. It's not week. close. It's supposed to be 40 by yeah. this time next There's week. There's that little dusting Dumb. of snow that we Dumb. have is going to be gone. I love it. Dumb. The sooner Jan- this melts, the sooner I get to golf. January is supposed to be hideous. And February, maybe even more so, because then, well, first of all, it keeps out the infirm. Secondly, and by infirm, I don't mean old people or people with actual physical conditions. Although, I fuck mean, those guys. We, I'm kidding. I'm wow. Totally, wow. I'm totally joking. All right, that's fine, totally too. Joking. Totally that's joking. That's fine, too. Um, <laughs> I was just trying to get our guests to go, who is I just, this asshole? I, I was thinking about when we had the, the Super Bowl here a few years ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. And everyone came up, and it was a deep, deep freeze, and there were supposed to be all these great events downtown. Oh, I know. And the people flying up from Florida or out from California were like, fuck this place, man. We're never getting the Super Bowl again. Uh, I just, so that's what I mean about keeping out the infirm. I'd rather keep it to a nice, even keel here in Minnesota. Uh, but the other thing is spring, when your day finally comes, that you yes. break out the clubs and get to go again, yes. spring is made all the more sweeter by the dichotomy between a deep, dark, cold winter and the beautiful ebullience of spring, especially in the neck of the woods we're in right now. When the parkway starts to bloom, that's why I've lived here for 30 years. I, there's nothing like this area. Well, a few of us in this room know that you really have to bottom out before you make that change. <laughs> well, there's So what you're that. saying is winter hasn't, <laughs> bottomed out. winter hasn't bottomed out yet. No, and it's not going to. It's still going out and having drinks with friends when it's 40 degrees outside in January. Yeah, I remember just having enough uh, of that. Uh, antifreeze in me, you know, in the winter time. I was at those Viking games in '98 where we were outdoors, t- outdoors tailgating, and oh. I couldn't feel my whole body. Yeah. Uh, at that point, yeah, yeah, no, and you really enjoyed the game. I'm too. sure other people loved, Except when loved you slept me too. The third quarter, yeah, yeah no, oh, exactly. You, I bet you, I, I've seen you on those. And days. the Wizenator, man, highly overrated. What was that guy's name? Ontario something. Smith, I think. Was it Ontario Smith? I think it was. Yeah, yeah no, just. Kurt's giving us the nod. A big fake dick with someone else's pee in it. Yeah, that was weird. I was thinking of the Wizenator that a friend of mine had a thing where you could just pee down your leg in this tube and it would just drain out. I think that's called called a catheter. No, but people were bringing those to the the stadium. (laughs) 
And they were just whizzing down their leg and then onto the aisle there for a little while. Like not into a bag. No, or that anything. was happening. Just yeah. pissing on the concrete. Yeah, exactly. But discreetly. Discreetly. There's a song in there someplace. We. I, it's not Lambeau Field, man. Come on, Minnesota. <laughs> Do better. I want to thank the good people at Smart Start MN. Speaking of peeing into things, Smart Start <laughs> MN is Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. What does that mean? It means if you drink and drive or someone you know or revere or love or even just don't want to see their life get any worse, drinks and drives, they're going to lose their license. All right? Smart that's, Start- so, that's so thoughtful of you. Just You know what? I don't want to see your life get any worse. I'm a big I'm a big golden rule guy. You really are. I actually believe in treating other people like you want to be treated. I might not like you. I might think you're a fucking complete dickhead. But you're looking right at me. No, nope, no, nope, because I'm having a conversation with you. That's true. All right, but I don't want bad things for anyone on planet Earth. We're here for such a brief little blip. We are. And so you drink and drive. You do a stupid thing. Smart Start MN will get you back into your vehicle quicker and for way less money than you might otherwise imagine considering how much everything else costs when it comes to a DUI. Yeah, if you want an extra 20% off your blown go, just go to smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show and we'll get you that discount. That's what people call it. Like We know it. I mean, people that have been no, in the program know, and that I sort know, of thing, I know, they call I know. it a blown go. I got the damn blown go right now. Oh, I'm still a 12-year-old boy. I also want to thank OA Design Build Architecture. Um, You and I recently got to go and take a look at the Pillsbury Castle that they are refurbishing floor, literally floor, like all the way down to the rubble and bedrock in the basement, all the way up to the tippy top, and they are doing a spectacular job there, and we got the full-blown grand tour, and we're going to be able to see that video before very long. Yeah, I just got the rough draft yesterday, and I was watch- was I was kind of watching the video, and I was really proud of you for your restraint, because I thought at some point during that time, you are going to poke me in the belly and go, <laughs> you never did it. I, the I don't, entire I don't time. think of you as the Pillsbury Doughboy. That was Again, so kind of you The not golden to do that. rule comes back into play because I don't do that to you because I don't want you fucking doing that to me. That's All right? doing to others as if you were the others. I exactly, man. It's literally my, my golden rule is the golden rule. I think so. Weird. Anyway, we're talking about a place that does high-end redevelopment, designing, building. They keep their own contractors in-house so that they're not subcontracting. They pay them, they treat them well, and they do incredibly good work. If you go to oadesign.com, is that correct? Oadesignbuild.com? I think it's oadesign.com, but it might be oadesignbuild. Try both of them. If you type that into Google, Google you're going to find it. Take a look at the kind of work that they do. If you're looking to do something permanent and delicious and beautiful and something that's going to influence the rest of your life, well, at least the abode you live in now or the workplace you have now, these are good people to contact. Because again, Sean and I made an agreement many years ago, we aren't working with assholes ever again. Because we've worked with a lot of them. We've done that. And we're not doing that anymore. Oadesignbuild.com architecture they're very cool people yep and they still have their uh their gift certificate program going on so go to oadesignbuild.com and uh, fill out their contact us form you can do a small project with them just to kind of see how they work great as my uncle todd used to say could make a great valentine's gift valentine's you yeah he also says philadelphia and as many times as i try to correct him it's still valentine's hey todd happy valentine's day
Well, I mean, they are times. He's and... like 67, too. There's not cha- we're not changing him at this point. Oh, at that point, you just let it go. You're like, well, uh, time, time. there you go. I got you a Valentine's Day card. <laughs> sure. Uh, coming up next, we're going to be talking to local duo, the Jorgensons. I got some big shows coming up to kick off 2024 in the not-too-distant future. They're very talented. They've been at it for a minute, and they're delightful people. We'll get into it. But first, I always like to play a song right here. This one I woke up with in my head this morning. Um, as much as I love Queens of the Stone Age, I also love the White Stripes very, very, very much. I consider them a crucial, crucial <laughs> American band. And I woke up with this song in my head. And sometimes when you wake up, you're like, mm, and you roll back over. This was banging in my head, so I was up and out of bed in a timely fashion this morning. It's called Black Math, the White Stripes on The Brian Oak Show. They didn't make a bad record. The White Stripes, to me, 
are one of the most important American bands. End of sentence. I love them so much. And people are like, Meg White can't drum. Fuck you, man. The whole primal nature of it, it's the whole bit. Like that. That's along with Jack White's unbridled, almost dangerous guitar playing, and then the weird, dark, oblique lyrics. I just, I love that band I so really very liked much. them until, them, until I saw them play yeah and then i fucking love them oh it was one of those I, no it was one of those where i was like holy shit well, and they, they were so brutally yes. economic and yes. efficient in yes. their live performances no talking between songs boom yeah it was just and crazy burn through a two-minute song do another one do another one do and by the end you're just like you're not sure what happened yeah. but god damn i'm glad i saw them live a couple of times let's talk about another duo shall we i mean they've got a big band behind them but essentially the band we're about to talk to is based around two people uh kurt and brianna uh they are the jorgensons and they join us right now in the smart start m and studio brianna hi good morning how are you i'm great how are you i'm all right thank you very much obviously i'm a little wound up and i haven't even had my I love coffee your energy. Yet. you Cur- haven't had coffee no oh. none well can we get some in you and see what happens no that seems like a <laughs> dangerous a very and terrible idea, idea. I think at this point. on certain mornings there are mornings where i'm like yes i need coffee right now today i'm telling you i woke up in this spectacularly good mood and i want to rock and roll it's and infectious it, it makes me a little worried about what the rest of the day is going <laughs> to look like kurt how are you i'm well maybe not as good as you but maybe no one is as good as you this well morning. no i just i feel like you know if if it was 25 years ago, it could be that there was a little bit of methamphetamine in me, but I don't do that nonsense anymore because I'm of a certain age and my heart can't take it. So I just have to wait for these days to come along and be like, yeah, you got it. Strut Isn't down it the great? Street. You can still feel that way? Every once in a while. Not as often as I used to. But, but it still happens. I'll, oh, that's why it's worth waking up every morning. I you love never, that we got to be here on this day. This you is ne- good. You never know what day you're going to walk into. Before we talk about the Jorgensons as it exists now and recording and the shows that are coming up, I'd like to go back a little ways with both of you since it's the first time you're on the podcast. Brianna, where are you from? I am from the Marine on St. Croix, Scandia area. Right on. Yeah. That's a tough River Valley kid. T- tough part of the tracks over there. Oh, I love Really rough. <laughs> Did something, something bad happen to you? No, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. Because I'm, I'm, I'm originally from North Minneapolis, so when people are like, I grew up. In, oh yeah, uh, it was Mayberry in the bluffs of Scandia. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like it, this gorgeous. It's like... <laughs> but, but that was good, right? I mean, yeah. like growing up in Mayberry doesn't sound terrible. No, I mean, I don't want to go to Aunt B's every night for dinner, but no. I wouldn't mind. I, I mean, there's nothing out there. <laughs> I, well, but I went to school like in Winona, right? And like that kind of size of a town, there's nothing wrong with that. When did the music bug bite you? When did you first start playing music? Early. Um, my great grandmother and my grandmother were both excellent piano players. And, uh, and where I, did they get that from? I mean, like, I love I tradition like that. I honestly think boredom. Uh, they grew up, it was uh, Nebraska. Yeah. And then they moved to Alaska. And then they moved back. You got to have something and, to do when um, you're in Nebraska and Alaska. Yeah. I mean, my, I just realized those two words rhyme and <laughs> I might become a rapper. Anyway, please continue <laughs> with your story. But, <laughs> I, you know, my they both played that kind of honky tonk, ragtime. Really? Rock and roll. I think my great grandma was the biggest Jerry Lee Lewis fan. No like, way. She would go. She she loved him. She just thought he was great. That's my grandmother, the killer. Oh yeah, I mean she was just great balls of fire. I mean she'd get yeah, that I piano. I mean it. I remember the piano literally shaking. You know, I would just hitting sit, it so hard. Yeah, and, and she was tiny. Yeah, and I would sit under there, and I just was like, I want to do this. Yeah, my mom had signed up my sister for piano lessons. She was uh, six, 
and uh, my sister liked it but was really distracted during lessons. And I would just sit there at the door and, and watch. And so the piano instructor was like, well, do you think Brianna should start taking piano? My mom's like, well, she's four. I think she's a little young. And he's like, ah, just bring her in here. And I just, I loved it. I really did. And so I took lessons for years and got really into it and played with my grandmother a lot, which I'm so grateful for. Mm-hmm. And then and then I stopped taking lessons, but I, actually I'm taking lessons again. Um, with Tom Hunter, and he's... There's like, no such thing as perfecting an instrument, well, right? I mean, not, you, you, you like, spend your whole life with it, and you realize, oh, I've cracked this code, but there are layers of code that maybe don't ever get cracked. I have so many goals with piano playing, especially as a musician, because that is my favorite instrument to play, and, and I, you know, I love that he whoops my butt every week. Like, he has high expectations, and... It's not like he is mad at me or mean to me when I don't meet them, but I love that he's an adult who's keeping another adult like accountable. Yeah, like, I like that. Don't. Well, that's the point of a lesson. Yeah. I'm a right? student. Like, Absolutely. yeah, like yeah. I think it's great that he does that. So I, I, it's my favorite part of the week. You said it's your favorite instrument to play. What is your least favorite instrument to play that you're required to do on the regular because you were part of a popular musical combo? Ooh. I mean, what do you okay, are, are so, you willing to do? But you're like, I don't really like this instrument. Uh, so that scenario happened a lot when about ten years ago. I play the violin well. I don't anymore because I've stopped. Mm-hmm. But I did then, and I was with a variety band, and they wanted to do like "Devil Went Down to Georgia" and some other country Ooh, hits. And they're a like, lot "Well, going on in there. you play, you play violin, you play," and I, I exactly. And so I could do it, and I did it well, but the minute I didn't have to do it, I closed the case, and I just was like, this is over. Like, I'm not playing this instrument anymore. How dusty is that violin right now? Actually, Kurt found him in the basement, and we dusted him off and uh, showed our son, William. We're like, do you know what this instrument is? And he was, whoa. And, um, He's like, mandolin? Uh, yeah. <laughs> marimba? I don't yeah. know. What is that thing? I don't know what that is. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's been 10 plus years, and I'm, ha- you know. We busted him out. I was happy to see it. him, but you don't I, miss it. I don't because I think if you're going to be excellent at your craft, you have to practice. And so I chose piano and guitar because you can sing. Well, you play those instruments, and I love those instruments. I don't have time to also be good at something else. And like, you got to put the time in. I don't I, have I that. I played time. viola for four years, oh, and I because I never turned in my practice records because I never practiced, <laughs> I was last chair for four years in a row. Kurt, where'd you grow up? On the mean streets of Stillwater, Minnesota. Ooh, it's tough down there. The real May- Mayberry back then. Uh, actually, yes, it really was. But back with then. more antique stores, absolutely. You I know, spent I, a little time there. I don't think it was there. The back antiques, then, no, not really. Yeah, yet. We, there was were actually still like functioning clothing stores and hardware stores and yeah, things yeah. like that. You know, I've done a little antiquing in Stillwater, but I've also spent a lot of time at the Freight House and PD Pappy. Yeah. and we'll talk yep. about that coming yeah, yeah, up. Yeah. Oh man, so many events down there. And it's gorgeous, but it's also, even though it's on a very steep hill, the things that are down by the river, it gets real floody down there. Like, we used to go to PD Pappy's. In the spring, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, yeah, and do, like, events. And there were times that the outdoor, which is a good 10 feet above the river, oh, yeah. there were times when the outdoor patio was three feet underwater. Like, I mean, it's nuts when the river gets going down there. Absolutely. Just Why? try getting service when you're sitting there yeah. on the patio. Like swim over. Exactly swim over right. The they bar, will not even. Like you're in, a, it you're in Mexico. People get floaties out there. And of course they do. I would not recommend this. No. Because the water that's right there is not actually part of the river. Uh-oh. It's something else that we won't talk about. Oh, it's not potable. Uh, yeah, it's not good. And you probably don't want to touch it. You don't want to, but people do, and that's their choice. What about you growing up in Stillwater? When did the music bug bite you? Uh, 
you know, moments after being born. Wow. Yeah. You remember that, do you? Yeah, I do. They just threw you on a piano and yeah, you're just like, ah. It was painful, but yeah. Shaking yeah. and rattling time. Were exactly. You? Yeah. What, was the few, what was the first instrument that caught your attention? Um, Guitar. Yeah. My, um, my uh, it would be my great-grandmother passed away and she, for whatever reason, had two Beatles albums. And um, they were awfully popular. They were yeah. good, but yeah. not. They were not in that grandma's generation. Yeah, I mean, no, that was, they weren't. And <clears throat> just something that she must have acquired from maybe there were kids or something, probably. Yeah. And so she left me a hard day's night, and you know it's a really common story for musicians. Either they saw him on TV, or and I, <clears throat> my mom got me a little record player, and I would sit and listen to those two Beatles albums, and that was it. I just I was going to be in the Beatles. Nice. Well, that didn't did, work out. That didn't end up no, happening, no. but you did end up being in the Jorgensons. I want to talk about the Jorgensons getting together. I want to talk about these upcoming gigs you have, up to and including one that's coming up. Is that not tomorrow? It's is tomorrow. It? it is tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow at the Turf Club. All right, we'll talk about that in just a second, and we'll talk about more about the Jorgensons. Um, but first, I would like to hear some music from the Jorgensen. I always feel remiss if we go too long without hearing music, and I'd like to hear some. Will you please tell me about this particular track, Miles, right here? Miles is a song I wrote about a fictional character, Sissy, Sissy Hankshaw. And if you're a Tom Robbins fan, um, which I'm a just a nerd, I... I I love him so much. Is he even Cowgirls Get the Blues? Yes, okay, yes. Yeah, which yeah. is is the book that Sissy Hankshaw is the character and the main character. And um, she she doesn't fit in. She's got these thumbs that are enormous. Right. And uh, <laughs> everyone else is freaked out about her thumbs. Yeah. And she's like, she's proud of her thumbs. She, yeah. she hits a point. She's like, you know what? I love to do hitchhike. And I mean, she she practices like out in the wilderness, like walking through wood. She's hitchhiked, you know, everything. And yeah. so she decides that she's going to leave home of Virginia at a young age and just hitchhike. And she ends up on this um, this all women uh, ranch in North Dakota. And so I just thought, you know what? I'm going to write a song for Sissy Hinkshaw. I, I just love her so much. I love her attitude. She tries to fit in. She can't. And she loves her thumbs. And they're freakish, you know? Like, ah! That's so anyway, great. I wrote her a song. Goodbye, Virginia. Time has come to go. Gotta get on the road. And he said, now, give me some of that sweet stuff. Ooh, I'll put the pedal to the floor. I'll take you miles and miles and miles and miles all my times. Gotta get out, gotta get on the open road again. Miles and miles. 
We have Brianna and Kurt Jorgensen, the Jorgensons. Thank you very much here in the Smart Start MN Studios on the Brian Oak Show. And that song is called Miles. I like that very much. When it comes to crafting the music that the two of you craft together, you know, you mentioned, Brianna, that you wrote that song. But I have to imagine there's a lot of collabo. There is a lot of cross-pollination. And occasionally, maybe artists don't always see eye to eye. How do we resolve those conflicts in the Jorgensons? We, <clears throat> while they're resolving the conflicts, um, we don't. We just fight. Uh, no. We just bury it down just, deep and we, let it simmer for the next segments. Uh, <laughs> I So typically what happens Which is, is why the new album is called Resentment. Resent, resentment, I hate you. No, typically what happens is Brianna writes a song. We sit and kind of work on an arrangement a little bit. And then we will record a, a rough take of it. Or if I write the song, kind of the same thing. But, you know, in this case, this is a song that Brianna wrote. And um, and then I'll kind of start to work it a little bit. And then we'll bring in the rest of the band. And usually I work on the arrangements. And then and then we'll sit and listen to it and, you know. Go we'll, back. And yeah, and I don't and... like, she'll be like, I don't like this or I don't like that. And oftentimes when songs are being written, um, usually if I'm writing a song, I tend to write it on my own. We write together. And there's cases where Brianna's writing a song and she writes her songs. It takes a, it takes a while. So she'll be singing the song around the house and then I'll kind of come in and at some point when I feel like the right moment is there that I can say something, I'll be like, I have an idea for that. And then, yeah, I mean, and- I just think in the end, I mean, there's so many ideas that come through and especially also when the band gets the chance to finally plan it, there's other ideas. You know, it's a collaborative effort when it comes to this, the end of you know the song as a whole, but you just do what's best for the song. Yeah, I mean, regard you just put your ego aside and your ideas aside. There's plenty of ideas in that song that I had that didn't make it because when it was executed and we sat with it for a while, it just didn't work. You got to do it. You have to submit to the song. Definitely. Well, and I appreciate that, and I understand that you you both realize when you finally get there. <clears throat> but putting one's ego aside, <clears throat> I think that's sort of the whole nature of Buddha and enlightenment, right? Mm-hmm. Easier said than done. I Definitely. mean, there's got to be times where you push back a little and you're like, no, I insist that the glockenspiel comes in right here. <laughs> I insist. There have been those moments. Yeah. Um, but I also think, okay, so Kurt and I both were songwriters before, you know, separately before we decided to do this project together. And But when you when you make a conscious decision to write with someone, you have to know that you have to, to step there's aside at times. I mean, and, but, and that's that's the beauty of being in a collaborative effort is that it's fresh and and you might i might get an idea off of his idea that i didn't like and it might be the right idea right and on top of that once once one song i mean we we i think for the last time we probably recorded 17 or 18 songs um and at some point in there one of the songs comes into focus and you can see what the album's going to be like right and so at that point in terms of tone, in terms of content, in exactly. terms of all of it, yeah. the, everything. The, the feel, the vibe, all the right. mood. Right. And so things start moving in that direction. Yeah. And that, that dictates a lot of decisions. So I mean, it, you know? it's almost like the thesis, right? Like, I mean, exactly. all of a sudden you get an idea and you're like, this album could be like this. Yep. But again, you still have to be on the same page. I mean, we talk to bands all the time on this podcast, artists, whoever. You know, you work with a number of people. It's like having a marriage with that number of people. But not only is your band like a marriage, you're actually married. Well, and I think you know we have we, you know we have an eight piece band, and 
there's many times where somebody comes in and they the band member has an idea, but they're a little outside of the song because they haven't listened to it 200,000 times like I have sitting right. there. And so you're, you, you want to listen to people's ideas and you want to get them in there. And you know what? Generally speaking, they know what the best part's going to be for their instrument because they're an expert at it. So if they don't have an idea, I'll I'll propose. I'll show them my idea, but I want to hear their idea first because um it's going to it's going to add something to the song and that's what we're looking to do is add to it. Now, if 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 it was going to be like all my ideas for a song, I would just go ahead and make a solo album, play all the instruments myself. Might be good, but it's probably more interesting to have other ideas in there. How the hell are you going to get eight people on the stage at Turf Club we tomorrow? We really don't know. We want you to show up and I mean, see. I, are you really, is the whole band yes. going to be there? Yeah. Yes. Now, I've been to the Turf Club, I don't know, how many times do you think you've been there? Hundreds? Oh, hundreds. Hundreds, yeah. insane. Yeah, yeah. I used and, to go there all the time. Exactly. And I'm just thinking, it's a great stage, and I've seen some genuinely incredible shows in that room. I've seen four people, maybe five people on that stage. Mm-hmm. Where the hell are eight? Is some, are someone going to be back in the bathroom down the hall there, or what, what are we doing? I might and do I mean, that. My setup, like I have two stations because I play keyboard and then I play uh-huh. guitar. That's so a it's third like, of the stage right there. It yeah. really, you know, it's... It's funny. I was telling Kurt, I, I hope our band members, because of course everyone wants room because when you're jiving and you're going, yeah. you need some room to let it fly. And You got to pull shapes. Yeah, you need to I mean, explore just, the space, man. And you know, we have a, a lot of instances where that happens and we are all movers. Like all of us are, you know, jamming. And I, I just said, I hope our band members look at this and go, oh gosh. I guess we're just going to be stationary, and that's okay. You know, because yeah, it's going to be tight. Because, like, well, what be can like, you do? You'll be like craft work, basically, yeah. is what you'll do. You'll stand there very robotic and still, and you'll do your craft work. We're going to be so show. close, though. We're going to play great. Yeah, yeah. we're oh, going to be, be tight. Yeah. I mean, we're going to be together. It's going to be. You know, I think a force. it's good to be in those situations. Yeah, I do too. Well, I mean, every anytime you stretch, you're comfortable area right it's always interesting it's challenging and it forces you to be more present it forces Absolutely. you top of mind you gotta do it but it's happening tomorrow at the turf club you've got more shows coming up and we'll talk about those coming up just ahead uh but once again as much as i enjoy our conversation i hate going too long without getting a little music get some music tell me about hey baby so i think <laughs> this was the real story? yeah we will <laughs> yes please it's a podcast it's fine we you can are say whatever you want we're Watching American Horror Story season four. I think it's four. I think it's four. I don't. It's the one in don't New know Orleans. For sure. They're in New Orleans. And, and who was the main character? Because I've only watched a couple okay, episodes so ever. Jessica Lange, Jessica Lange is like the oh. head She's witch. She's the witch, and she is dun 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 dun. Yes. Yeah. So the song is about Jessica Lange. Okay. And her lover in the this this season, which is a ghost, um, saxophone player. <laughs> This and, sounds oh, very New Orleans. No, no, he played the sax. Very he's, New Orleans because he's the axe man. Yeah, and he murders people, and he, he still puts, as a ghost or he murders as a ghost. As a ghost, as a ghost. He, is he a ghost? Yeah, oh yeah. Okay, he's, he's a murderous ghost. <laughs> but tell him how he why he murders people. If they're he he put out a message that if they're not playing jazz in their house when he walks by at night, he will murder them. <laughs> We thought, We're going to write a song about these two. So we wrote a love song about them two kind of singing back and forth to each other. Their murderous, blood-soaked romance. Yeah. And they end up in hell together. They do. 
Anyway, spoiler this- alert. Yeah, well, I mean, Hello? who hasn't watched season four? I think it's season four. If it's not- It was like tw- 10 years ago. Yeah, whatever. It's Ryan, right. catch up. Come on. <laughs> I'm too busy watching Shorzy. Let's hear the Jorgensons on the Brian Oak Show. It's a love song. Sky, I want that end of summer love and slide on up to my side. Hey, baby, the way you shimmy shake that thing. Hey, baby, oh, I love when you sing. Like the shadow of sin, your kisses soft with gin. It's a sad lullaby where the hero can't win. Hey, baby. give you a street when they're dead that's what i was told is the name of ma the ep my second ep from my reductive synth side project <clears throat> which is called sincere finger guns my name is brian oak it's the brian oak show and sean bernard over there is my right hand he along with kurt did some crazy macgyver action over here to make this podcast even happen today uh but he's also co-owner of the brian oak show and a good dude he's also a realtor for remax results and despite the fact that traditionally winter has been a relatively quiet time in realty you don't seem to be enjoying that time off you seem to be hustling 
hustling. No, and I like to be busy, so it's been kind of crazy. I feel fortunate that I'm busy because not all realtors are right now, but I have uh, people with different particular life experiences that need to be moving on. And not all realtors are Sean Bernard. Can we please be clear about that? Well, I don't mind giving a little credit where credit (laughs) is due. I do love helping people, and I love helping them through this process. You know, there's a billboard up right now that that's the, a big lie, and I just drove by it. And it's I'm not going to say who the realtor is, but it says, we take the stress out of real estate. That's bullshit. It's going to be stressful. <laughs> it's moving. My job is to mitigate the stress. Understood. So I'm very honest with people about that. I always say to them up front, I'm going to care about you through this process. We're going to laugh at some point mm-hmm. because you're dealing with me and we got to break the tension at some point. Right. Um, and it's going to be stressful because moving, especially people that have lived in a place for like 30 years, it's going to be stressful. And so you need somebody that's not just after the buck, but actually cares about you. And we'll do things like invite you to the Brian Oak show events long after the home is bought or sold. Go on. If you know of somebody looking to buy or sell 612-859-2594 and I donate a portion of every buy and sell to an area musician or band. And that's up to the individual, right? The buyer or seller, they can be like, I freaking love the Jorgensons. Give yep. them this money. Exactly right. Uh, the, the funny thing is, every once in a while, I get somebody who's like, yeah, I don't know who I should pick. So I have a list. <laughs> and we, now that list is about 20 different bands that yeah. have said, hey, we'd be happy to take that donation because bands... I mean, they've, as you know, Brian, it's the same for you, but music has changed my life. Oh, my God. And it has saved my life in many ways. Mm-hmm. It's helped me through the toughest times of my life. It can change my mood on a dime, and I'm just so grateful for it. So it's a little way to pay back. I, I, which I appreciate, because going out to see live music, um, there are times where I'm like, God, I do not want to go out. But if I stop hanging out with my friends, I'm not going to have friends anymore. So every once in a while, you like drag yourself off the couch or the bed or the cold, wet concrete floor, and you decide to put yourself Everything together. okay, Brian? Yeah, there... I, no, everything's fine. <laughs> everything's fine. Uh, but I, I was I was trying to paint a picture, Sean. Oh, okay. Um, but then you, you finally d- pull yourself together, and you go out, and there's something about live music music, that biofeedback loop between performer and audience, I mean, it, it's got to be, I, 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 I've talked to so many performers and musicians over the years, I mean, during lockdown, it must have been a little struggly, right? I mean, it was not, you, you're not getting the juice back. No. You know, we, we, we streamed every Friday night and we really did well. We had like a thousand people watch us wow. on Friday nights. That's fabulous. We did it. We, we did, did it in our studio. Week. So we did a as high quality audio and um, video as we could do. And we'd have more people watching us streaming than we would at a normal a show, gig. Right. And it was really, it was really cool. And then our little boy would come down, William, at the end and you would like sort of say goodbye to people and sometimes you'd even sing a little song it became like a little show it was really cool well it's very cool but i mean i guess the point i'm making is like there's nothing quite like watching sweaty semi-drunken people in front of you giving you that psychic or physical energy back in person it's great it's a connection yeah well i'm glad you i mean you maintained connections and probably grew your audience over the course of covid but there's nothing like it you play tomorrow at the turf club then everything yep I'm fine. Thank you. Then coming up on Friday, February 16th, you're going to, water! Uh, At KJ's Hideaway (laughs) in St. Paul. That'll just be the four-piece as opposed to the eight-piece. Yeah, which is a different animal. It's it's really fun. I mean, you lose 
uh, the horns and the third vocal and their percussion, but the songs take on a different sound. And uh, Kurt gets to shine a little more on guitar, which I always love. I pick up a couple more piano solos, which is fun. And uh, the songs are, they're just neat as a four piece. You know, we weren't really sure when we started doing the four piece just to fit the mold for a couple more places we want to play that they don't have either the budget for the eight piece or there just simply is not room for eight people, whatever that is. Right. Um, and I'm I'm enjoying it more than I thought I would. I, I have a blast doing that, that are, version. Are of horns, I like every version. It's... Well, are the horns and percussion though the ones who don't get invited to these four piece things? They're like, fine, fuck you. I didn't want to go to that <laughs> stupid gig anyway. Yeah, that's kind of how it goes. Because you. Yeah. you need drums and bass. I mean, you know, right. so I mean, yeah. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be weird if just the horns and... And, and there's uh, some songs we don't do without the horns, sure. for yeah. sure. I mean, yeah. it's just, you know... Well, like that last song, it would ha- it'd be hard to imagine the smoky, dirty New Orleans feel without a saxophone in the middle of it. Right. And the song is about a saxophone... Murder. Axe murderer, so it's nice to have the sax murderer. By the way, our sax player is a very nice man named Jeff King, and he's never murdered anybody. You say yeah. that, but I, we don't know. <laughs> well, Sometimes it's we the don't nicest know. people. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. Every Minnesota exactly. murder you ever hear, there's that neighbor going, well, we just always we thought, thought that Larry was just a kind-hearted soul, but yeah. it turns we, out he murdered three people. Together. He was always yeah. so quiet. The kids played together. I don't know. If you came to the turf club, you could meet him and find out. Yeah, that he's, make your own. He's oh, pretty oh yeah, f around and find out with yeah, that's yeah. right. Axeman, Saxman, <laughs> Mr. King. All right. Axeman, Saxman. That is a great name. Jeff, right. Jeff I'm sorry. Uh, you no, know, Jeff, it's nothing personal. I just, now I live in fear of you, and I hope we never meet. Um, the other thing to look forward to this summer is that you, Kurt, have, uh, along with your band, an ongoing residency that happens every Sunday from Memorial Day to Labor Day at Petey Pappy's, which, by the way, do we know what Petey Pappy's is named after? Poop deck pappies. Well, Papa Doyle pappies, which is Popeye's father. Oh. Right. Yes, exactly. And it originally was Popeye's. Right. But they got sued and had to... Or Did they season, really? Yeah, some came, somebody came after them, and so they changed the name. People are dicks. I know. Anyway, this will be the 25th anniversary celebration of you playing there every Sunday. Does that become a drag when you know you have to be somewhere every Sunday throughout the entire summer without exception, or is this celebratory for you? Maybe at about year 11, I was like, I cannot believe that I do this every... And now it's like, people come from everywhere. It's yep. not really just a Stillwater thing. I mean, there's people, people will come up and go, oh, we drove, you know, an hour and a half to see this today. And it's a thing on Sundays. Yeah. And, um, well, they've got a great setup inside. You it's know awesome. I mean? the, the stage inside is fantastic. If you can play outside, I know that's great too. But, I mean, they've got good sound in there. They've mm-hmm. got good service there. That place is cool. And as we were talking about during that last song, the clientele is so wildly diverse. I remember the first time I, I drove there to do an Oak on the Water thing, there were 30 Harley Davidsons out front. I'm like, Fuck me. We are doing this at a biker bar. Which 30 could be a slow day there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and so, again, but it, it's such a gorgeous area. The river is gorgeous. The valley is gorgeous. Um, and it's a cool place. But it's it's everybody Everyone. from around the area, from the squarest to the most dangerous people you could meet in Stillwater. Yes. They're all there. They're all there. And what's cool about it is it's at 430. You know, you think oh. Sunday. I'm not going out. And it's like, it's 430. And people have been bringing their kids down for years. I mean, there's times when, you know, uh, someone approaches the stage and they're in their, you know, late teens, early 20s. And they're like, 
you brought me up on stage when I was five to play right. the tambourine. Right. And I, you know, they got bit by the music bug. You know, talking about that earlier. And it they have their kids sometimes. And it's just it's amazing. Wow. That's it's crazy. so cool. It's a, it, there's so much joy down there on Sundays that you can actually feel it. And for me, like the, you know, thinking, is it daunting to do, know what your Sundays look like for half the year or at least a season every year of your life that you're doing this? It's a, uh, it, for me, it, it's, recharges my week yeah. it's like yeah. the, i i view sundays so as the start of my week and i'm i got like this like energy high and it, it makes things you know nice has I'm, william caught the music book? oh yeah yeah he's been on stage with us nice. up there and just you know gets on the mic and starts doing the whole thing sometimes he's a little shy i have two favorite moments what? if i could share them just yeah. really quick what? you're playing a, a blues song and i'm sitting at the piano and kurt's uh you know, it's kind of like a Kurt sings a line and then like the horns, like a call answer back. Sure. And uh, and it goes, Kurt sings the line and William leans into my microphone and he's sitting at the piano with me and he goes, oh yeah. Then he was Five, probably four. four. And this last oh, summer, yeah. so he- uh, yeah, Harmonica solo. Yeah, so he yeah. gets up to play harmonica solo and he's really, like he's, he's gonna do he's it. He's into it. And he starts playing and he gets about six notes in and the crowd just- goes crazy for of him. I mean, like, you do. know, I mean, and he was so upset by that and embarrassed that he just hid. Be- then, then he's like, <laughs> he's like do not legs. cheer for me. <laughs> well, you know, so then he stood behind your legs. I think he heard himself loud too, you know, and yeah. it's, it scared him, yep. which it scares me every time too, but that's <laughs> yeah. something Well, and anytime you're in front of that many people who unleash that kind of psychic yeah. energy and that kind of electricity, <laughs> you're six years old. You're not yeah. ready I mean, for that. No. No. Yeah. Unfortunately, no. one day that bug will have bitten him and he'll be like, nope. I want more of this. I want all of it I'm, all the time. I'm honored to have been there for 25 years and sort of had it build into this thing that it, it's way, you know, Year two, you don't think in 25 years they're going to be talking about this. And, you know, it's it's like a fabric of people's lives that they've done every summer they come there. And it's really, it's, it really is truly is humbling at That's this cool. point that we've done it. Stillwater is cool. And also when you uh, emphasize, Brianna, the 4.30 start time, Sean and I talk about this on the regular. Yes. When we have yes. people doing either matinee shows Love or it. reasonable adult time shows, mm-hmm. because a lot of us get up on Monday morning, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so I can go to a 4.30 show, watch music for a couple hours, drive back from Stillwater, be home in plenty of time to catch my dvr shows, and then go to bed at a reasonable... I'm telling you, the older I get, the more I love a decent night's sleep. I used to be completely irresponsible about that, even when I had to get up at 4 a.m. for work. And these days, I'm like, oh, 8.30 already? I better get into pajamas. Here we go. <laughs> nice. 8.30. And I think if most <laughs> venues look at who their clients tell actually is live music's it's kind of an older people's game it's not always kids agreed and i think if they look at it and go you know everybody here is over 40 maybe it would be smart if we started the shows at seven we might get yes. more people out brilliant yes. i love it yeah i love it entirely yeah. um we have to go i'm sorry to wrap this up so quickly no. because i am enjoying our conversation a great deal and i feel like we could do this for a long time before we say our final goodbye to the jorgensons i want to thank smart start mn i would like to thank oa design build architecture i'd like to thank sean bernard 
Yeah, thank you. This was fun. This is a good one. I like uh, the Jorgensons. I do. The <laughs> Jorgensons. Uh, I would also like to thank AudioQuip. AudioQuip is the group, the organization, the company that has provided us with all of the equipment that we have in this room that allows this podcast to sound as professional as it does, which I can't say is highly professional, but that is no fault of AudioQuip. They've done That's everything just they immaturity. can. That's immaturity. That's all it is. The only reason why we are silly, silly people. Silly like little to have people fun. in our tree fort, but our tree fort has really sweet equipment in it um so thanks again to audio equip if you have any need for a pa if you're going to go out and play live you got a ted talk coming up you want to be one of those people ranting on a street corner somewhere get a hold of nate and his crew and our friends at audio equip and they can hook you up to make sure your kooky message is reaching as wide as possible jorgensen's tomorrow night turf club coming up in mid-february you're going to be at kj's hideaway what is ground zero for the jorgensen's where do people stay up to date with what the hell you two are up to? The Jorgensons.com. And yep. the, Jorgensen is one of those names that there are about 55 ways of spelling it. Would you like to spell it? There's only one right way. Okay, <laughs> I didn't say right way. I just said, <laughs> well, it's like people who are named Kelly. He's so I'm like, proud. I'm like, how do you spell Kelly? And it's yeah. like, oh, with an E and an I. And I'm like, okay, I, that's why I'm asking because I want people to find your information. With an E, J-O-R-G-E-N-S-E-N. So all E's at the end there. All E's. What about A and O? What do we have against those letters? Screw those they're, letters. They're not, <laughs> they're not Danish. Almost got her to That's swear. Almost got almost, her to swear. It was good. Is there an umlaut or a, nope. a, an O with a line through it or anything like that? No, I don't like think that? so. No. no, nothing fancy. Just nothing right, fancy right like to that. The point. Just straight up yeah. Jorgensen's. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, every Sunday throughout the entire summer happening down at Petey Pappy's in Stillwater. I might see you there. I'm finding myself suddenly very untethered this summer, and um, I like a little bit of Stillwater. Yeah, I, like I got that. nothing against Stillwater at all. Just get on your hog and ride out there. Oh. Do you mean like do you you mean like my my moped? Just yeah, your moped. Yeah, exactly. Just side roads. I'd suggest. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Get on my hog and ride. That is the most anti-Brino thing. It really is. That's why I said it. Happy New Year to you both, and congratulations. And I hope you have a great year. Tell me about the final song we're going to play here: "Old Black Crow" by the Jorgensons. Old Black Crow. Wrote that song during the pandemic watching, uh, what was the name of that movie? Zootopia with our son. Zootopia with our son. It has all, it's all these animals and they all have their little burrows or districts that they live in. Their habitats. And so each verse has a different animal like that. That's really kind of oddly the inspiration for the song. side of the road, can't get up and fly from the weight of the load, and old tiger mama lying low in the woods, she got a heavy heart, ain't do too good, oh this world is dying, we're burning, it dies, love this world is burning, so let's turn things around. A wise old ass sitting up in the trees, looking at you, you looking at me. Fish in a wildlife, flat in his back, can't get up and go since we were too late. Oh, this world is turning. 
Where's your bag? She get up the sack. She don't do no more. She don't shake that thing. 